0: love this podcast support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. it's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment just hit the link in the show description to support now
1: here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states This episode of Long Night with Vish Khanna was recorded before a studio audience in St. John's, Newfoundland on Saturday, May 13th, 2017.
4: Best sidekick I have in St. John's. I have a sidekick in Toronto and he gets really upset when I have other sidekicks. Oh, so I have to qualify. I'm, a, I'm your side piece. You're my, side, you're my sidekick on the side. Car on the east side. And, he's not my mistress, don't say that. And, uh, special uh, house band. Normally my house band is the bicycles in Toronto. Tonight, Hooded Fang. Look at that. Yeah.
1: Oh, thanks for having us.
4: How you doing, Hooded Fag April? How's it going over there?
1: I'm, uh, as uh, our gracious host Rick has said, Lanya Vanyad.
4: <laughs> oh, you've become Lanya Vanyad, have you?
1: Yeah, it's, we played the last two nights, and here we are going again. Well, we you gotta th- tough it out like a real new feat. <laughs> I,
4: I don't think you're allowed to use that word.
1: Um, <laughs> You're gonna edit this, right? You know, I'm not
4: gonna edit that. I kind of like that it's in there. Thanks for being here, though. It's good to have you guys. You sounded great. We can
2: just bleep it out.
4: Elling, why are you so far down the couch? That's I don't not know. how. I'm just gonna extend my legs over there. So this is not a psychiatric relax. session. Why are you? This, this mic cord is very short. I can oh, is mics, that right? But... Why don't you just do that? No, it's fine. Oh, that's it was fine. It... It was on my I also legs, have. Yeah. I don't know if I'm overcompensating, but I have a very huge desk. Why is this desk so big? Did you get me this desk? Where did this desk come from? I think
2: it came from the, the, the room that we were just in.
4: It's ginormous. There was so much room in that room. Oh, well, it's beautiful. It's a lovely desk. What do you guys think of my desk? It's big, right? It's a nice desk. I, uh, I don't want to go too much further without thanking all the people at the Lanya Vanya Festival for bringing me out here every year. How about a round of applause for them? They do all this work. And they get volunteers to put up my set. It's amazing. It's really fun. Yeah, I can't believe it. Either. Now, you were my first sidekick. Uh, or sorry, I should say, last year was the first time you were my sidekick, is what That's I meant to say. That's right. And, uh, and you the... trusted me from
2: the moment you met me last year.
4: That's right. I did. And this year, I didn't know who else to ask. So you're back. <laughs> no. You are, you are an exceptionally good uh, announcer and sidekick. It's really nice to have you. Now, the last time... I'm wearing the exact same suit. I probably am, too. I don't. I only really own one Down suit. Down did the sneakers, I think. Oh, yeah. Well, good. You look nice. You look really swell. Oh, thank you. Now, for people who don't know who you are, who are you? What do you do, Elling? Uh, my name is Elling Leon
2: and uh, I'm just a guy from St. John's who does some stuff. Generally, generally what I do is I encourage people to, to make art. And that's that's where
4: I get. And in what capacity? Do you, yeah, sure. Yeah. In what capacity do you do that exactly?
2: Um, uh, it, it's turned into an official thing. So I'm, uh, there's this organization that I started called Unpossible, mm-hmm. and uh, it, I'm the executive director, and we do stuff that encourages people to make art. So it, any it, it kind grew of, out of any kind it of it grew or? out of the RPM challenge here in town, uh, which started ages ago uh, in New Hampshire. It's an international thing, but we brought it here. Uh, I was the editor of the Scope newspaper back in the day, in 2008, when we first encouraged people to do it here in town. And uh, it just caught on. It was just, and it turned into this like really beautiful community thing. Uh, and just this year was the 10th anniversary. Congratulations, 10 RPM. years, wow. Congratulations to St. John's in Newfoundland because uh, we we got over a thousand albums have been recorded as part of the RPM challenge. wow a thousand and, and, and it, okay, so the RPM uh, for people that don't know it's a creative challenge to anyone to record an album in the month of February right uh, for beginners or experts or professionals or whatever and uh, it's just a creative
4: challenge there's a really amazing it, yeah. uh, diy spirit in the city isn't there oh totally yeah and the world needs to know <laughs> the world definitely needs to know and that's what i'm doing here today i'm going to tell the world about you and your suit you're doing the your lord's sneakers. work yeah uh, yeah no it's great how about to hand for <laughs> helling and everyone involved in this uh, rpm challenge Woo-hoo! and it's really important It's really important to uh, inspire uh, young people and people who don't think they have the means to do these things, because then there wouldn't be, if if not, festivals like this one wouldn't exist, and a culture like this wouldn't exist, so I I really mean it. I'm glad you're here. Also, last time we were here, you were telling me about a a bar that you opened for small birds. That's how I'm known across Canada, really. Can you explain the bird bar? Most of the bar? audience is like, yeah. <laughs> some, some people are just like, Some people what from away that don't know why you have a, a bird bar. But you had, you, you closed the bird bar, right? You had to close the I bar. I had to close it. <laughs> yes, this is like
2: a whole like story. We don't have a into, lot of time. Like, I don't yeah, I know, we have right? to wrap it up. Yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> Can you, okay. as briefly. Let me, let me sum it up here. Yeah, as briefly as possible. Okay, so please. it was a live webcam on a bird feeder that looked like a Newfoundland pub, and uh, Junkos came to it and ate bird seed out of this thing that looked like a Newfoundland pub. And it was really funny and amazing. Uh, uh, so I did that. I, it was, I, like, my 15 minutes of fame is well spent by now. Uh, uh, and uh, then they, uh, some birds laid eggs in there and some, some chick, chicks hatched. And uh, it got even more attention. Uh, some of those chicks died, which was even crazier. And, and uh, crazier in a sad way. Crazier in a sad way. It was like brutal because it was like live streamed. We didn't know what to do with them.
5: I didn't. I was like people were like,
2: you should save them, and
4: I'm like, oh my god. This is a. It's a, it, This sounds like a like a bad episode of Cheers. Is what this is. And and then uh, there was this disease that
2: uh, started affecting. Of course, there was a disease. Birds in in uh, in Atlantic Canada called frounce, uh-huh. uh, and it's transmitted uh, through bird feeders. And really, I was by that time, I was kind of sick of running a bird feeder that was getting so much attention. You're a monster. I that, said you were a hero, that, that but I, you,
4: my friend, are a monster. Then I decided to shut it down. And I was interviewed on As It Happens for it. Right. Why? why? Carol off made me cry on national radio. Because you killed the birds? Because I didn't kill the birds. You contributed You're to this. You're going to make me cry here now. I'm sorry. Okay well how about a round of applause for <laughs> Ellie yeah! Our guest tonight on the show rapper Chippy nonstop songwriter and singer Jim Bryson and activist Renee Sharp thank you so much for being here on Long night we got to take a break We'll be right back no flipping no flipping <laughs> Promotional Consideration is brought to you by Pizza Trocadero, the finest pizzeria in all of Guelph, Ontario. They've got delicious gourmet pizzas or choose from an array of fresh ingredients and make whatever you like. Calzones, wings, panzerotti, salads, breadsticks, garlic bread. Pizza Trocadero has it all. You can find them at 7 Municipal Street in Guelph, Ontario or TrocaderoGuelph.ca on the Internet. Call them at 519-829-2444 for pickup or delivery. That's Pizza Trocadero, a place of the good trade. Welcome back. Welcome back to Long Night. Elling is... What are you doing? Oh, we have an on-air sign this year, which is exciting. Do you have your... We did last year. It was
2: mine I, that I happen to have laying around. But this year, there's an a, even more
4: official one. Yeah, you live in a weird, phony world where you have... <laughs> bird bars and TV I don't studio I, props. It's weird. I don't say that about your world. That's true. You don't. <laughs> it's is very kind of you. Thank you, Elling. It's nice to have you uh, here with us as always. Our first guest tonight is an outspoken musical force who was born in Dubai but has called both the United States of America and Canada home in recent years. This week, she released a video for a new song called Riot, which was inspired by her shocking deportation from America. We're psyched that she's here with us tonight, so please make some noise for Chippy Nonstop. Hi, Chippy.
0: Hi, thanks for having me. Of course. This is it's... the first time I've been interviewed by another Indian person, so...
4: The first time ever?
0: I'm pretty sure, yeah.
4: Wow, how does yeah. it feel? Uh,
0: it's the same. <laughs> 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 Actually, thanks. I feel like you're like... Shah Khan, and I'm in a Bollywood film. If yeah. you guys don't know, that's like a really famous Bollywood actor.
4: Well, my last name's Khan. My, my last name's actually quite common. <laughs>
0: uh,
4: like, for in, in India, my last name Khan is like Smith, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Like a
0: You're like common. a Bob Smith to me. I am,
4: I am a lot like a Bob Smith anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I like to say I'm the whitest guy I know. I mean, come on. You should take a look at my record collection. Pavement yeah. records. It's crazy. I'm very white. <laughs> anyway, I have pavement B-sides. I have every pavement B-side. That's how white I am.
0: I'm so not white that I have no idea what that is. Okay, yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Now, uh, welcome to St. John's Newfoundland. I'm not from here, but on behalf of, oh, you
0: know. Yeah, thanks, Ooh, yes, welcome, thanks guys. Welcome. Oh, thank yeah. you. Even though you kill several birds, I, I, I love that. Thanks for your welcoming me.
2: I loved how you commented that the, the white guy was the sidekick earlier today. And that was great. That's, yeah. no, that's Why are you making
4: it racially weird, Ellie?
2: Yeah, you're
0: making it... Like, why are you bringing up race when I said nothing about it? Can't
4: we just have our <laughs> own time without you, you know, getting in the middle of it?
0: Mansplaining us. Sidekick. Side, kick.
4: side <laughs> on the side. We're having a conversation. Let the Browns talk, okay? I'm just kidding. Yeah. Ellie is... Uh, yeah. No, you're we fine.
0: love bird killers. Have you... Uh,
4: you're have you uh, been to St. John's before?
0: Um, no. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Sorry, I've been no. here for I've been here for like seven straight years. They keep bringing me back. It's wow, very nice. Wow, yeah. must be nice. It is very nice. Yeah, yeah. I you,
0: actually really like it. Uh, Halifax, on the other hand.
4: Yeah, based on your t- <laughs> based on your Twitter feed, I noticed you have some problems with Halifax. Were you just there
0: yesterday? Yes.
4: And what happened? What's wrong with Halifax? A
0: lot of things happen. I don't I don't know. Like, <sighs> okay, so. You know, like I run a workshop called Intercessions um, with a few other friends. It's a workshop that series where, you know, it's a safe space where we teach women, queer folk, taught by women yeah. and queer folk, and you know, people of the LGBTQ community. And the person that booked or that was supposed to, I was supposed to like be booked by, um, kind of his politics didn't really make sense with my own. Oh. Which I don't really take into account because at the same like I have to make compromises, sure. you know, like I need to make money. This is my life, you know, this is all I do. I make music and make art. Da da da. And so basically like people were getting mad that our politics didn't align and were kind of protesting against it. Oh. And he didn't want to take the heat, so he just canceled the entire show. Oh. And then there was just, like, all this drama. The entire city knew about the beef, and I just didn't th- even think it was that deep. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I didn't think it was that serious when I got there, and everyone was like, oh, my God. Like, I heard about what happened. And then I played a DIY show, and they, like, I don't know if you guys know, like, equipment, but, like, they didn't get a mixer, <laughs> which, like... <laughs> <laughs> which, like, the sound, like, needs to come out of yeah. the mixer. So, like, they got, like, CDJs, but there was no mixer. And they were, like, this is a DIY space. Like, why would we have a mixer? I was, like, "Uh, I thought everything, like, sound, like, the sound needs to come out of mixer. So I just had so many technical right. difficulties. And, you know, the queer community was against me and the, like, white bro community against was against oh, me. No. So, like, it was just, like, all this like chaos And yeah It was So I basically I played But it was like A mess Right For sure
4: uh, Are you familiar with the 1995 Halifax pop explosion There was lots of great music I'm not familiar with of,
0: anything That's ever happened to, in Halifax okay.
4: <laughs> I was just trying to spin the city In a better light Because it means a lot to some of us The, the Okay well rock.
0: I'm sorry on behalf Of like myself But like Halifax to me Sucks
4: yeah, that sounds bad. <laughs> that sounds bad. Do you But I mean,
0: I I I mean, I would go if like there was an appropriate thing that people would be nice to me at.
4: Yeah. <laughs> right. And I, I mean, it's unfortunate that it sounds like it wasn't just the one guy, the whole city treated you kind of. Yeah. Basically, down the city, all the mayor basically your face. But then when I got face.
0: there, I was like, yeah, literally. Yeah. yeah. I w- I tweeted like, I can't believe I have beef with the entire city of Halifax. Yes,
4: I saw that. <laughs> That's Have you encountered this before in other cities? No.
0: Just Halifax. Just Halifax.
4: Oh man, that's yeah. a drag. Well, it's a nice, it's a nice city. And and <laughs> you have some city issues. Like, where are you living right now?
0: I live in Toronto. Oh, well, you're
4: in Toronto now. Mm-hmm. But you were forced to live in Vancouver for a while.
0: course. I mean, I so I grew up in California. Um, my mom and dad still live there. Um, and yeah, like there was, I was born in the Middle East, as you said before. It was actually like close to Dubai, oh, close was, to Dubai Sharjah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so basically like if you're born in a Middle Eastern place, but you're not of Middle Eastern descent, you're not given citizenship of that country. So you're born with like kind of paperwork pretty much. And it's like, yeah, you were born here, but you're not a legal citizen. You're not allowed to buy property there at the time. This was in 1992. So it's like, yeah, you're not allowed to buy property there. You're not allowed to buy vehicles there. You're not allowed to own anything there unless you're of Arab descent so yeah and as i said earlier like i'm indian so yeah basically i was just born with all this paperwork my parents didn't like file it properly uh, like yeah. they're immigrants like they just didn't know how to like file it properly apply for the pap- appropriate things and yeah so i but they were my dad was transferred to america when i was 10 years old transferred for his job oh okay yeah so he had a work permit but when i turned 21 I wasn't legally allowed to be on my family's visa. Oh. So I was transferring over to an artist visa. Okay. And in that whole process, I went on a tour and I left the country and I was in Japan. And then on my way back from Japan to LA, they were like, hmm, like you went on a tour a few years ago, but you weren't on an artist visa. You were on a student visa and you're not allowed to tour on a student visa. Oh. So basically I was just, I was penalized for something I did years ago, and I was put into detainment for 12 hours. Um, I was questioned for a long time, and they were like, well, we don't know what to do with you. Like, where do you want to go? And I was like, we don't know
4: what to do with you.
0: Well, like they were actually confused. They're like, where do you want to go? Do you want to go back to Japan? Do you want to go to Mexico or do you want to go to Canada? why actually like and i was like i was my parents live 30 minutes from mexico they live in san diego like but like towards mexico side and i was like yeah yeah like like i'll go to mexico and i was like what time is it though because i i had no concept time they took away all my possessions they like I was wearing a jacket with like a string on it, and they took that away because they were like, "Oh, we don't want you to hang yourself in the bathroom or anything." Or that was like, "Courteous of them." Yeah, it was nice. And then they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna take your shoelaces off because Jesus. you know I could hang myself with that too." Um, but yeah, so but it was it was dark. Yeah. yeah, it was actually it's not a laughing matter. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, like when I look back at it, it's like I, I actually like feel like i did so much with myself after because it like gave me so much drive to be like yeah this world is pretty fucked like you yeah
4: know? i mean but uh, so you still didn't really but ch-
0: yeah so basically they were like where do you want to go and i was like all right vancouver
4: you just picked vancouver
0: <laughs> well it was the closest to lax oh right yeah i was at lax at the time so yeah i was like vancouver and then i got to canada and they're like what are you doing here and I was like, I have no idea. Did you
4: so what's your citizenship so, right now?
0: Oh, I'm Canadian. Hey,
4: we got shipping hot stuff. Yeah. Well, that's good for us. Yeah. But that's crazy.
0: Um yeah, so they like let me they didn't know what to do with me and the guy was like the guy took me in when i got to vancouver and he was like can i watch your like videos like what do you do da, da, da. so i got put into this room and i'm just like with homeland security watching my videos i don't know if you've
4: oh my god was it money dance yeah oh my god but, like,
0: i don't know like my videos are pretty explicit and like uh for like a lack of better word ratchet as fuck so um, you
4: you're sitting in a room with a bunch of old a, dudes with the
0: old white guy watching a video of me like shaking my ass and pretty throwing much.
4: money in the throwing air fake
0: money and cookies into the air um yeah yeah so that happened and then like oh actually this funny thing happened i'm gonna go back a little um this funny thing happened while i so i played a show with juicy j like a long time ago and this guy like comes out of in lax comes out singing a juicy j song and i'm just like what is happening like he this he's trolling me like he's like, you're getting deported and I'm singing this Juicy J song at you because you just played a show with him. Like, really? Yeah. Like it was. That's yeah, mean. they were fucking with me.
4: Well, it's awful. But yeah. I, I mean, for what it's worth, I'm glad you're here.
0: I'm honestly like it, it twisted my world and made it a better place. Like in at the end.
4: Well, you have this song <laughs> Riot that just came out. Uh, yeah. Was that song inspired by these events?
0: yeah well like even when i was in america because i wrote uh, partially like some parts of it while i was in america and i just knew that something like that was gonna happen because my visa situation was kind of messed up and my parents just like i knew that they hadn't like had the proper lawyer to like look over our paperwork and stuff so yeah i was kind of in i wrote half of it like while i was still there and then, yeah, I got deported. And then I finished it and made the video.
4: Uh, do you intend to go back to the U.S.?
0: Well, I'm banned for 10 years.
4: Oh, my God.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, my family still lives there. My mom, my dad, my brothers all live there. I
4: th- it's sort of worth noting that you were deported prior to Trump. Yeah. Like, And you wrote a but letter. Like, you started a petition to the White House.
0: I uh, didn't start it oh. like um, like Twitter fans <laughs> like started it. But, yeah, like... People, yeah, started it and it kind of like w- went like half viral, I guess. Yeah. And yeah, like people were posting about it and stuff. And yeah, like it, I mean, it doesn't help. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No. It
4: doesn't really help. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time. We had so much I wanted to talk oh, about. but shit. But we can oh. catch up some other time. I a, guess. And, and talk some yeah. more. Uh, is there, what's coming up for you? What's going on?
0: Uh, I'm playing tonight. <laughs> um, if you guys want to come out, it's going to be fun. So, you guys should come to Factory. Yeah, fac- I want to say Factory. Factory, yeah. Yeah, factory, that's how it's pronounced. yeah.
4: That's how they pronounce it here. That's yeah, Factory. That's the newfie yeah. accent, yeah. right? That's yeah, totally yeah. the accent. Oh, wait. Yeah. Again, Beat that you, out. you can't say that. I don't think you're allowed to say wait, that. Wait,
0: is that? Not, is that?
4: It's not. Is, it's yeah, not, no, no. is that racist? Uh, you can't, yeah, you can't. Don't. I don't want to. Yeah. Wow. They don't like it. Okay, don't, that's yeah.
0: dark. Anyway. Um Thank you for having me. Yeah,
4: so people can follow you on Twitter at chippy underscore nonstop. Non-
0: yeah, if you Google chippy nonstop, ev- like everything comes up.
4: Make sure you not get-
0: to brag. Yeah, make but... sure you
4: get the right, make sure you get the right chippy nonstop when you Google it, because what? <laughs> there's really only one. How about a round of applause for chippy Thank nonstop? You. We're gonna take a break. We'll be back with Jim Bryson. You have a seat. Sit down. Yeah, oh, I can we'll be back around. with Jim Bryson. And stick and around. And The Bookshelf is an independently owned bookstore, bar, music venue, movie theater, and restaurant located at 41 Quebec Street in Guelph, Ontario. For more information about The Bookshelf's hours, listings, blogs, directions, accessibility, and to order books from their online store from anywhere in the world, please visit bookshelf.ca. All right, we're back on Long Night. How about another hand up for uh, Chippy Nonstop? That was that was great. She was fascinating. Oh, thank you very much. All right, uh, hey Alling. Hey, do you know that uh, we're recording this episode for a podcast? I do. Do you know the name of the podcast?
2: Long Night with Vishkana.
4: No. No. It's uh, it's called Creative Control. Creative Control with yeah, two K's. Yeah, that's my show. Yes. Yeah. So if you'd like uh, to follow my podcast, I have long-form interviews with people. It's okay. I did research. Yeah, you did. You did. I don't yeah. know how to spell it anyway. No, yeah, that's good. Anyway, if you can uh, subscribe to the show and uh, find the show on all the podcast platforms and download it and rate it and review it and tell your friends, that would be great. It's a it's a half decent show. I think and uh, I do my best with what I have so thank you. Our next guest is a critically acclaimed singer-songer based in Stittsville, Ontario. A seasoned collaborator who's been a touring member of the tragically hip, The Weaker Thans and Kathleen Edwards, Bryson has released five records of his own including 2016 Somewhere We Will Find Our Place. That can't be right. Is that the name of the title? That's right. I, I said it right. Somewhere We Will Find Our Place. Someday I'll find my place. And I'll get this intro correct. People of St. John's, Newfoundland, please make some noise for Jim Bryson. Jim. Vish, Nice to have you there.
5: Wow. Chippy's life is way more interesting than mine. Well, it's more interesting than most. Did you know any of that stuff? no it's pretty yeah. remarkable I got I got kicked out of the states once but it was far less dramatic what did you do oh uh, I, I was hired by a band to play guitar and they didn't have paperwork so they uh, took their van by paperwork do you mean tablature? Yeah. yeah they didn't have their they didn't have their shredding charts can I get a rim shot on the um, guitar <laughs> so they kept that's all he
4: the saddest all he deserves the saddest rim shot
5: in the world sorry Jim Wow
4: Paperwork for your guitar playing?
5: No, it wasn't for It was to go to the States Oh, sorry They okay. didn't have the, the paperwork correctly filed So they took the van And we had to walk over The Thousand Islands Bridge In the middle of the night And maybe it was the evening Because we went to a chicken restaurant And got an aqua and waited Sounds like a Quentin home. Tarantino film All of yeah. a sudden <laughs> Yeah So that's, that's about as exciting As my uh, deportation life goes yeah. Well,
4: you have it pretty easy Because of Well, you know
5: Yeah, I
4: mean compared to Chippy, I didn't want this whole show to be racially (laughs) tinged and tense, but it's ending up that way. Well,
5: I have a Portuguese mother. I don't know what that means. Yeah, so I'm Mediterranean. Yeah, I'm Mediterranean. We've had our struggles. Yeah, that's true. Um,
4: That's true. That's true. true. Well, welcome to uh, welcome back to St. John's. You've been here before.
5: I've been here before. Yeah. What is your? Well, I feel like a total racist now that I made the joke about being Portuguese which is not a good thing to be in Newfoundland because of the fisheries and so basically I'm persona non grata all across the board. What yeah. I grew up in Portugal Cove. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is named which is named after the Portuguese who tried to steal all the fish. Um, anyway. Sorry. That's, what,
2: that's exactly what we think of. Yeah.
5: I like that I
4: like that Elling dug you out of that hole Jim he and he then just you just jumped back in. just went back in. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
5: yeah, What do you make of St. John's? Well, my, you know. my shows went great, so hopefully none of those people listen to this show, and I'll be in the clear to, to return. Uh, what do I make? Uh, I find it quite hilly. Yes. Um, it's, I love it, though. It's, it's a nice place. I, I walk around. I always, people always offer to take me on hikes, which I'm sort of into, not really, but uh, I, I appreciate the concept. Maybe I look out of shape. So they are like, Jim, you should come on a three-hour hike. So tomorrow I might go on a, a little hike. Today I went to uh, Middle Cove, which is beautiful, um, uh, and we saw an iceberg. So that's a one-off the cliché checklist of coming to Newfoundland. Right. right. Uh, but yeah, I've been here a few times. I've been around different parts of the province, uh, and I, I really do like it, yeah. It's lovely. I think it's beautiful and I, I'm yeah.
4: lucky to get get here. But you're from uh, I didn't know this. I thought, I always think of you as uh, Ottawa Jim Bryson. Yeah, yeah. Well. You're from Stittsville? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. What's what kind that? What's that? I, that's a place. Chippy, I got this. It's okay. <laughs> I got I wrote questions down. I can do this. I'm fine. Audience I know, I know, but I can ask the
5: questions. It's fine. Jim, what's that? <laughs> um Well, it was a a town um, that used to have the moniker Just Beyond the Fringe, which I I think meant the fringe of the city, just on the fringe of the Ottawa Valley, uh, that kind of thing. Uh, Just a really nondescript place to grow up, which I've returned to. Yeah, you live there again. Yeah, I mean, when you're an artist and a musician, um, the most, like a cheap house is a, a real draw. So I was offered a house from my family for. A fraction of the cost of living, <laughs> and I, I couldn't say no. Mostly because I was guilted into it as well.
4: Was it like your child at home? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh my
5: God, yeah, you're yeah. living in the house you were raised. Yeah, where yeah. All your changes were there. Yeah, and I'm adopted, and I have depression and oh all my this God, stuff. I yeah, didn't know so that. yeah, I, I think we need this whole couch, frankly. Yeah, I think so too.
4: <laughs> I could move over here. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. I don't. I, I don't have time for the whole session right now, yeah. but. We can do it
5: some other time. I didn't realize
4: you had all that going on.
5: Yeah, well, yeah, it's not that much going on, but yes. Yes, people have it worse, believe me. Well, do you uh, have a, a, a fond memory from your upbringing that, that yeah. you can share? Like something about... We, uh, we had a dirt bike growing up, and we built a dirt bike track in our backyard. So we had, we had like uh, crazy dirt bike ramps and stuff oh. in our backyard. Yeah. Sick. Yeah, that's pretty good, right? <laughs> yeah. So we were dirt bike kids, so we'd like go, we'd like drive them on the streets and stuff like that to get, my mother, who's uh, 88 now, my mother used to get on my dirt bike, which was a child's dirt bike, oh, wow. and she would push my helmet on her head, and she would start it up and put it into gear, clutch, uh, clutch it and uh, go down to Doreen's for coffee on it. <laughs> wow, Yeah, that's lovely. Yeah, you should have seen her, like Rusty, my mother, actually, in the 50s, my mother drove a race car once. So I knew she knew how to use a manual transmission. Right. But, uh, yeah, she just took off, like, no, like, hey, how does this thing work? Nothing, just, like, out. Boom. See you later. Cigarettes in her pocket, ready to go. Did, did you say that your mother drove a race car once? Yeah, there was something. Uh, it's, it's actually quite sexist, I guess. But uh, it was from another time, I guess. It was called the Cream Puff Derby, where it was all... Female uh, drivers and my mother drove a race car for a Chevy dealer.
4: Oh yeah, oh like as a promotion or something Yeah, some kind of sexist promotion. promotion. Yeah, okay. yeah How did you get into music in Stitzville?
5: Uh I don't oh uh, well, I I don't really know actually it was uh no one that I knew played music um, uh, We had a piano so we took piano lessons, but my I wasn't really very interested in it um, I think I just wanted to uh, at some point, I think the big thing for me was um I liked seeing people on video screens playing music, and uh it seemed like uh, something that a hyperactive kid could do because i wasn't really uh i wasn't really um being prepped for a big life oh. I was like a troubled child and stuff like that, so oh. I think anything short of like complete uh complete collapse i think to those around me was a great success, so it allowed me to uh <laughs> It allowed me to do whatever I wanted to do, frankly. You uh, you've been doing this
4: a long time. You've been writing music. You've been recording music. You've been producing other people. Yeah. I mentioned all the people you've collaborated with. I don't know if and yeah. I mentioned a few. A
5: stretch, but. What do you mean? Yeah. Well, I was hired to play in as a touring musician. I I, I don't. I'd say it's less than collaboration, more as like oh well an appointment.
4: What about with Kathleen though? Kathleen Edwards. Oh yeah, that's a collaboration. That's a full-on collaboration. Yeah, yeah, yeah that part is part of the band. Yeah. Well, what I was going to say is you've done. I think you've done really well for yourself. Thank you. I and feel good about it. You should. You yeah, should. You've you. done well. Are the are the sure applause break? <laughs> this is a a, a a question that spans space and time. But are the material conditions for artists any stronger for you today? Than they were, say, 20 years ago, because there there's different schools of thought on how artists can live oh, yeah. and live viable lives these days.
5: Uh, I would say it's it's different. It's I don't think it's necessarily worse. I mean, I guess it's worse in a way that if you are somebody that that uh, based your existence on like selling music, then it, it's. Mm, not as good, right? But uh, I don't. I'm not. I'm not one of these people that I've gone to music conferences where people just are super upset about it and and the whole uh, you know situation of music. And I'm. I just sort of feel like music was music before it was commercialized. So it's. I think of music as more of a social, social kind of thing, um, than I do as a commercial thing. Anyway, so I feel that especially what I do and I have like a studio now and work on records and do kinds of things. I feel really creative and I feel that, um, you know, I have a certain amount of debt, but, uh, say la vie. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not one to bellyache about the conditions, the dire conditions of musicians and poor us. And, uh, I think that, that I think that landscapes change and, um, nothing lasts forever and you have to sort of change with it or just you know complain and go home so that's fair yeah so i'm here
4: well i'm glad you're here i'm we're all glad you're here i think it's great that you're here we i've been told we are running out of time i want to bring up something that happened to you and me this summer this past summer
5: what happened to us
4: you and i were sitting beside each other as fate would have it i got my ticket for the uh a oh, tragically yeah. hip show in Ottawa for the Man Machine Tour and you and I happened to be sitting right beside, right beside each other right beside one
5: another what are yeah. the odds of that
4: you were already sitting I got there and I, I sat beside you And well, the uh, odds
5: were better than you'd think because we got our tickets from an inside source that's true right so,
4: yeah that's true they just, might have done that for us it wasn't like
5: Jenny Pop we weren't doing no, that no. Yeah. we weren't lined up on like May 14th overnight with a tent. No, that's true. Yeah.
4: Well, you weren't, I was. Yeah, no, I still you didn't. weren't,
5: you weren't. I was not. No,
4: It's true, I live a good life too. Yeah. Now, I know that performance was complicated for you emotionally. How are you? Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? you feeling about the band these days about the hip
5: well i don't know if they are a band now necessarily i mean i think that uh uh i have a good relationship with all of the people in the band individually um uh gord is somebody that uh i don't really talk to regularly but like he wrote me on my birthday he has the same birthday as my youngest daughter so he writes me every february 6th for my daughter so uh you know, we just, he writes me these beautiful, very short, but beautiful, heartwarming, you know, make you misty kind of little yeah. notes. So, uh, and that's about it, because I haven't actually seen him more than a couple times since I toured in the band, which was eight years ago. Right. But um, there's definitely, like, a, a level of respect and um, and feelings I have for that person as a human. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah, and that, that came across when I was sitting beside you, I have to say. Yeah. Was pretty emotional. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Do yeah. you have a, a favorite or funny story from your time touring with that band?
5: Uh no, I don't I don't know that funny or favorite. Uh I think some of the things that happen on tour, like, you know, people write books about going on tour, but I, I'm more of like a I'm not really nostalgic, so I don't tend to remember a ton of things that happen. Yeah. I just remember kind of, you know, just the general mood of things and sort of the things that I would do, like gourd I would go with Gord to like galleries and things like that and and he'd get mad about like I remember being in a like in Washington DC at the National Gallery and him being really we were really talk talking about I think I brought it up which was bad because later on it really became a bee in his bonnet but uh about that there was no Canadian art we didn't see any Canadian art in like this international, you know, art gallery in Washington, D.C., like, by the Smithsonian. Right. Um, I remember that, but I remember going to, to galleries with Gord. I remember the drummer and I would go. He was a foodie, so he would drag me along. I was sort of like... Johnny that, Faye is a foodie? Oh, yeah, he's huh. a huge foodie. Didn't yeah. know that. So he brought me to, like, Mirimoto in Philadelphia, and between Soundcheck and, and the show, he'd be like, Let, let's go do this. We're going to go and, and do this, and you come with me. Almost like by being hired by the band, I was like there... <laughs> The, the, their plaything or something right. bring Jim <laughs> you want to go to a gallery Gord bring Jim with you to the gallery He'll go right he's hired by us. He'll do what we say <laughs>
4: <laughs> Well, that's nice though. It's good. Yeah. They got some time with them like absolutely. That.
5: Yeah. yeah, so uh, Yeah, it was a very very nice time. Yeah, I mean it's still at the end of the day. It becomes a job Yeah, at the end of the day it's not the, something that you've created and something that is your own soul, so at some point it became like a job. Right, right. Like playing did, other people's songs. I did a hundred shows that were two and a half hours long. Like, I mean, by the time you're in Belgium on a rainy Thursday night, nine months later, it's not like you're doing something creative at that point, for me anyway. Right. For them it would be, but for me it was not. So I was happy to go home after tours, the longer the, the year went on. Well, it's yeah. a heartwarming story about your time with the Tragically Hip. <laughs> being creative and then being employed by somebody yeah. as a side person is a different thing and so ellie think ellie really... can, can relate to you there yeah. he's just a side person yeah i'll tell you like i f- i feel for ellie you've been really hard on him yeah and i hope he's been building up some zingers for the second half of the show because frankly you deserve it <laughs> i'm working on hey ellie you can slip side your man forever <laughs>
4: Alright, well we're out of time. And uh, for more information about Jim, follow him on Twitter at Jim Bryson. We have to take a, a short break. When we when we return, local activist Renee Sharp joins us. Another round of applause for Jim Bryson. Jim Bryson. Promotional consideration is provided by Planet Bean a Guelph-based coffee company with service throughout Ontario. Fair trade, organic and yummy. Visit planetbeancoffee.com for more info. All right. Hey, we're back on Long Night Live at, uh, at the Rocket Room in St. John's. i have been around round of applause for the people at the Rocket Room. Who, uh, I mean it sincerely. Thank you for uh, having us here. It's really fun to do the show here. I have to say, it's one of my favorite places to do the show. One of the only places I get to do the show, but still, one of my favorite places to do the show, and it's really nice. And Hooded Fang, how are you guys uh, doing over there? Everything uh, going okay, Hooded Fang?
1: (coughs) I think we're enjoying ourselves. It's like the most chill show we've ever had to do, so very low pressure. It's great. Enjoying uh, your sidekicks, the highlights of uh, our night.
4: You're saying the sidekick yeah, is the, the yeah, best part? Yeah, both sidekicks
1: combined, yep.
4: Best part of the show, would yep. you say? Yeah, I would say. Uh, and okay. <laughs> what about Chippy, though? Chippy was good. Well, oh. yeah,
1: but I just meant in terms of, uh, you know, sidekicks.
4: Yeah, yeah, okay. All right. Chippy is, Thanks, next this is good level, feedback.
1: and like, she's, you know, undeniably up there. That's I I steal
4: the yeah, that's right. She didn't want to steal the whole spotlight from everyone. So Chippy's, <laughs> uh, no, it's good. I feel like the whole room has turned on me, and I don't know what I did. I'm just trying to be a funny... Well, coach, you, you so.
5: called every one of your guests racist. Um,
4: that's true, I did. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually true. That is actually... I didn't call Chippy oh, a racist. No 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 no, no. 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 no, no,
5: no. no, Somehow, somehow she got a pass.
4: Back. I don't know how that happened. but.
5: I also never told you, Vish, that while I was on tour, I had a newborn baby at home. So <laughs> getting home... I was telling Ellie that getting oh, home was... Oh. Uh, reason i'd be happy also get home dad guilt yeah dad guilt yeah well we're do- dad jokes we're doing so i'm uh, i'm the same
4: yeah. way i can't wait to get home i miss my kids like i, I it's <laughs>
5: so uh yeah
4: i can't tell if chippy is on my side or not anymore
5: i think chippy's <laughs> on your side yeah trust no one yeah
4: I, I, okay yeah. i think she is yeah, it's true. When, you're, when you have kids, you don't want to leave the house. And you're going home for Mother's Day. I'm not. I, they don't know this. Oh, no. Is this going live? We're not going live, are no. we? It's a surpri- I'm surprising my family by going home a day earlier than I said I was going to,
5: so I can be there for Mother's Day. How about a hand for me? Yeah. Yeah. I bought a Nina Simone record, hid it in my daughter's room, and told her on Tuesday... On Sunday, remember to pull out this my eight-year-old daughter. On Sunday, remember to pull out this record and give it to your mother from me for Mother's Day.
4: Oh, nice.
5: Yeah, I don't know that that's gonna happen, but uh, no. Yeah,
4: probably. Yeah, eight years old. I don't know. Probably not. No, no. Anywho, our next guest is a musician, activist, and proud woman of many trades. Do you know who I'm talking about already? She, among her trades, Jim, she's a welder.
5: Yes, we talked about welding.
4: You did did, with her? You have already talked to her? Did you you already do a version of the show without me?
5: A different different kind of show. Okay, all right. It was better. A more
4: compassionate show. More compassionate. (laughs) She's likely best known in St. John's as a women's self defense instructor (laughs) and for inspiring women, LGBTQ, and members of other underrepresented groups to form punk bands. And. Uh, Oh, this was through. Did you work with her for Band Off? Is that right, Ellen?
2: The second one. She did the first one uh, on her own. That's right. So she did Band Off as well.
4: She does everything. I can't wait to to have her on the couch and 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 straighten us all out. Please make some noise for Renee Sharp. Hi Renee. And
3: thanks. Thank you for having me. Yes. Thanks. That was really good. That was really good, Chippy. Thank you.
4: Thank yeah. you so much for being here. You were, yeah. and I should say, you're here at the last minute. I oh, am. Yeah. We had a cancellation, and you just
3: stepped in. Who cancelled? Who am I replacing? Uh, I didn't know I was a replacement. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, I. Whoa. No, but no, but
2: it was great because uh, uh, as you as the emails were flying around. Yeah. Uh, you sent an email out. Uh, I said asking, I wanted Renee. Asking for someone. Oh. Does anybody know anybody? And I was I, I was. Oh, so as, there a few as it people was happening, I was writing was Renee's name, and then you sent an email saying someone someone recommended Renee. Yeah, that's right. So I <laughs> wanted, nice. I did, I thank did you
4: want me. you to be on the show, but I don't know that much about you. I don't Thanks, know, There you go. Thanks. Thank you yeah. very much. Yeah. I, I, everyone's <laughs> raving about you. Who are you? What do you do?
3: <laughs> thank you. I'm Renee Sharp, and you took care of it. Thank you yeah, for that the, introduction I, that was very really thoughtful. Uh, and welcome. I know Elling helped you uh, with that introduction, so yeah. thank you. Yeah, he did. Uh, I guess Renee's my
2: hero, really. Thank really? You. You're,
3: That's thank nice. you. It's like
4: really nice. Uh, just a moment here, Renee. Elling, why is Renee your hero? Oh, I'm just you. yeah. She's
2: she's just amazing. She uh she does so many positive things in the community. So many people respect her, uh and she's just a positive force. Yeah.
4: Okay. I, thank I, you. I, uh, you uh, corroborate what uh, Elling has said there, Renee? Is that how you feel about yourself?
3: Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. One hundred percent. And she's humble. Yeah.
4: She's very humble. (laughs)
3: Nope. (laughs) I'm not humble.
4: Uh, Are you from St. Jones?
3: Uh, I'm from Paradise, which is two towns away from here. Okay. Is there a person here from Paradise? Word up, sister. Where are you from in Paradise? Word. Yeah, word. I'm from Topsail Road, across from the post office there. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And uh, Across
4: across from the post office.
3: Number one. Number one one in Paradise. Yeah, the only post office.
4: There's, there's oh, an,
3: there's all kinds of shit for, there now. Th- when I was shi- there, it was just woods. <laughs> I was playing baseball, just fishing. But now it's all cut down, and there's suburban sprawl. But right. oh, we had a bus back then. It was the uh, fleet line. Should we talk about this? You well, just had for a, a moment. You had a
4: bus. Yeah. And, okay. It, okay. Was
3: a, it was a yellow school bus, and it would leave Holyrood. And that's like around the bay. Yeah, I don't know if you know what around the bay means, but that's okay. You can catch up later in, in the interest of time. So it would leave <laughs> Hol- uh, Holyrood. And it would just go down the main road, the main strip, which is Topsail Road, and uh, for me to go to a, a punk show when I was like 15, uh, I would get the fleet Line bus at 10.30 a.m., and there wasn't like a designated bus stop, so you just wait in front of your house and just flag down the yellow bus, you pay $3 to get to town, arrive at 11 a.m., the show's at like 9 p.m., and then there's no ride back into uh, to Paradise till 5.30 p.m. the next day. That was You'd uh, so I'd I'd crash on a couch, go visit my mom. She'd be an asshole. I'd go for coffee, and then she. My mom's beautiful, but she's sometimes she's, an. asshole Your mom
4: sounds like she's kind of an asshole. She's
3: she's very fucking cool, but sometimes she could trip a little okay, bit of balls. Yeah. Sure. So I would get the the fleet line at 5:30 p.m. behind the used clothing store that is now uh, actually uh, the Relish Burger, and I'd go home. Nice Paradise plug for was the Relish shit. Burger in Paradise. Yeah, yeah. If. Uh, <laughs> I'm mean, yeah. hit
4: them up for a sponsorship after the show, but yeah, go ahead.
3: They're closed now. Oh, like, oh, they're you know, done.
4: It's, done. done. Close piece. it's old news. Okay,
2: sorry. Done,
3: done now, buddy. I don't know what's there now. But anyway, I'm from Paradise. Damn it.
4: Okay, so you're from Paradise. That sounds nice. So all of that uh, adversity to see a punk rock show. You love punk rock. I do. And what is that? T- like we are so spoiled in Ontario. If we want to see a punk rock show, we can just go see a punk rock show. I know. Almost any night of the week, if yeah. we really want to. Yeah. So this, uh, you you develop a passion. I have. For, for arts and culture. I
3: have, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
4: And this is, uh, and now you're here. I'm here s- now. Trying to spread the passion into St. John's.
3: 35 years old and still like in punk, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: And you, you are a welder, right? What I'm of a welder. Th- what kind of things do you weld?
3: Uh, for a while, I was uh, repairing boats in the harbor there. And... Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa.
4: Do you like have to go? I'm not an underwater welder. Oh, okay. They're,
3: they're like inshore, dry, dry right. dock. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. So you weld and, boats, uh, Yeah, yeah. And I'm with the Iron Workers Union, so I work with structural steel. So these beams right here, I would weld those together, and you work from heights, and um, uh, that's what I do. It's like heavy-duty welding, I suppose. How did you get
4: into welding? That's fascinating to me.
3: It is fascinating, yes. Um, it, was, it was never a plan, and uh, I guess, uh, well, I left Newfoundland in 2003, and I moved to Toronto, and I did a, a community work program at George Brown College. And I was oh, doing okay. community work, uh, like working with like at-risk populations in Toronto, and it was really incredible and i really loved it but i was 25 and i was like oh i have this career and i'm not ready for a career so i had a quarter life crisis i quit everything i gave up my apartment i gave away all my stuff and i and i left toronto cuz i i stopped laughing i was there for like 4 years and i realized i stopped laughing i started wearing all black so i had to, i had to bounce i had a job wearing all black and you know so i left and mm-hmm. i and i yeah wow. so i left yeah. and and oh, i i went to florida to meet this guy who I had met for five minutes uh, a few months before we had kept in contact. Met him on a nude beach, and we lived on a nude beach for a month in Miami, Wait, whoa, whoa, Florida. Hang on
4: a minute. You, you're I'm, no,
3: I'm leading up. Okay. So then, and I knew I needed the change. Yeah. And so I still do community work in many ways, but I knew a few things. I knew I needed some money, and I knew that trades had a lot of money, and I found out that Montreal uh, has free trade school. So I came back to Newfoundland for a summer, then I hitchhiked to uh, Montreal and did two years of free trade school. Oh, wow. And now I'm a welder. So it was never a plan, but I just wanted to use my hands and do make some money. Thank you. That's
4: amazing. An wow. Yeah. It's fun. So among the projects I, I mentioned at the top of the, in the intro there was Bandoff. Yeah. What is that? I, I was asking well what is, what is Bandoff, Renee?
3: Uh, bandoff, I didn't create it. We did it in Montreal, but... Uh, we did it in Montreal while I lived there a while ago, and uh, it's basically a really fun way to, um, you know, make sure we're getting everyone on stage who wants to be on stage. So, historically, obviously, uh, punkers and anyone in any kind of DIY music scene uh, have been living on the margins in some way or another, uh, but mostly what we're seeing, obviously, are, are, are more, like, privileged, Uh, white dudes on stage and so just to switch it up and to to make sure that everyone feels like they have a right to to make some loud music uh we did it so and and here I did it because I came home I was lonely I wanted to make some friends and I wanted to see bands that I wanted to see which are punk and I want to see some women I want to see some queers and I want to see some people of color on stage because that way I could have more fun and see bands that are loud and fun and punk. So it was, it was, it was a great, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it worked. A new hero. Yeah. I have a new hero. Yeah. It, yeah. It works. Uh, and uh, so now, uh, tons of women are playing in bands here now. And uh, we have a long way to go. It's still like there's uh, not enough representation at all of of queer folks, of people of color. So we still have a long way to go. Uh, but it's a really good start, and uh, I'm really liking the direction that St. John's is going as a community for sure, because everyone was super supportive of each other, and uh, now there's all these incredible bands and people just learning their instruments for the first time, just going for it, because they feel supported, and because everyone was really supportive. Right. So thanks for that, St. John's. That's
4: yeah.
1: amazing.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Did you... Uh band
2: had a really good, interesting uh, process that could be used in other places so like how did how did that work i mean, sorry to jump in there but no, sure. yeah, yeah.
4: the sidekick
2: because I'm, I'm doing it I'm doing it
4: no no that's a good question
3: Elling's alive because he was so supportive the whole time so supportive that he wanted to do a second one so do, do you want me to describe how band off happened how it happen? yeah. yeah okay so I did a call out and I said yo come to my house we'll have a potluck um, uh, everyone's invited but especially people who never felt encouraged before like all the shit I just said so they came to my house we had a potluck it was great and everyone puts their name in hats, and names are randomly drawn. So one person gets up, takes out four names, that's their band. And uh, so the people who came, most of them had never played an instrument before. Uh, so we had uh, four bands for the first band off. <coughs> so four bands, we made sure that everyone had lots of gear, uh, uh, jam spaces. And so we collaborated with people in the community who had uh, um, gear to lend, uh, space to jam in. And we also had lots of people who volunteered to do some like uh, quick like skill shares. Like, here's how to do a power cord. Here's how to plug in your amp. And here's some fucking cheerleading for confidence. And so they had two weeks to learn um, one cover and to write two originals. And they did it. Like, people were just jamming every day. There was such a buzz. Nice. In St. John's, it was amazing. Like, every time I'd seen you, one, I'd be like, hey, how's that like riffer coming along? And they're like, how's the guitar feeling? They're like, I'm really nervous. I don't think I could do this. And then as time went on, you see like the progress. And then we had the show at my house 2 weeks after and everyone was just glowing. We had lights, we had yeah. support, we had food, and the bands ruled. Number You That's know what amazing. I mean? That's they were amazing. fucking incredible actually. Yeah. And it wasn't it was loud, it was fierce, it was fun. Everything that I would want to see Good at a punk you. show. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. yeah.
4: yeah. You obviously started this because there was a void that needed to be filled. Yeah.
3: Yes, yeah.
4: But but the city has responded.
3: Oh, so huge. Everyone was ready for it. Yeah. I mean, who like everyone wants uh, an inclusive diverse uh, fucking music scene. Of course, and everyone wants like uh better music and 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 like, you know. Yeah. Not everyone wants punk, but I do. So that was my rule, like to write yeah. punk music. Yeah. And for the second, uh, the for the second band off, we even had really fun things like um, a, a blitzkrieg shop. So we had a workshop to for everyone to learn blitzkrieg pop by the Ramones. So we had like uh, like a uh, a guitar workshop in one corner, a bass uh, guitar workshop in uh, the other corner, and then uh, the drums in another. And so we nice. were learning just like a basic riffer of. Uh, the Ramones like that song and so everyone was so I could guide people through what punk is because I invited everyone like for the second one I was like mom's come like Pete like there was lots of like 40 plus pe- people who came to the second band off and I was like yes and so they they needed to be they probably didn't need anything but I wanted to remind them to make sure that they played punk because that's what I want to hear and I, and to make sure that people were feeling comfortable and encouraged to be loud yeah. and to make lots of noise on stage because
4: you know it's amazing this is great yeah it's really amazing yeah you've also Thanks. launched a new facebook page i did yeah. for the anti-capitalist emotional health and labor exchange collective <laughs> yeah is that the right name did i get yeah. that right? what is that
3: i just threw it together <laughs> the other night because uh you know well my my history is community work and this is what i do uh it, in any community that i'm involved with and uh i created it out of a fucking distinct need for some support in our community. I mean, so many people get into punk, into indie rock, into any kind of art scene uh, because they're on some kind of fringe of, uh, of society, you know? They're hurting in some way and in Newfoundland, we're really r- limited in our resources and I have so many friends who reach out to me uh, who, who are in crisis and s- somehow like they have addictions, they have mental health issues, they're bummed out because this is an isolating place. We have so many beautiful people but everyone feel not everyone, but a lot of people feel very isolated from each other. Um, and so many people have been on like a waiting list for free counseling for a year, and they don't get it in the end. So I'm, I'm trying to create um, a trade, a barter system, and that's where they, you know what I mean? Because we have all these people who are trained as informal counselors in our communities, uh, and I'm not talking about uh, any particular type of community i'm not just talking about punk i'm not just talking about diy i mean anyone in st john's can avail of this collective is what i want to see right uh and it's it's feminist anti-oppression based so i would want you to come to the collective with that in mind but anyone is welcome and basically i would want to barter uh a fair uh service for another fair service right so if you want uh one hour of counseling with someone who's like an actual trained counselor it's not like dilly dally let's talk about bullshit no it's like a real service for another real whoa, service. Whoa, so you don't
4: mean the band dilly dally oh, shit.
3: <laughs> no no dilly dally no 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 great oh, band okay yeah yeah and so uh <laughs> some solid g- I, i'm like the bummer of the couch no, I, no, I appreciate I thought, no, I your thought, humor
4: there i just thought you had beef with dilly dally and they're playing no beef great <laughs> okay, band yeah okay so yeah.
3: one one hour of counseling for like another solid service which could be whatever you want to bring to the table so if you're like uh, uh handy around the house and you're a, carpen- a carpenter and I need some uh, fucking steps repaired or whatever. Make sure it's no skill or service unpaid or undervalued. Recognize the uh, underpaid and undervalued emotional labor that most women do and to recognize all of that and make sure we're all taking care of each other in a way that's uh, a little more focused. And uh, that's my hope, and uh, obviously, everyone here is invited to participate, and that's what I would like to see, actually. I have a, a personal need, too. I'm lonely as fuck half the time, and, it, and we all need someone to talk to, you know what I mean? And most of us don't have money for uh, psychologists or, or counselors, so it's meeting that need, it's hopefully. That, that would be the goal. Yeah. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, yeah.
4: You're a remarkable person.
3: Thanks, man. Do you got to cuss so much? Oh, well, I'm a new philander. I don't know what it's like in Ontario. We but... don't swear at all.
4: <laughs> Not even a little. I'm a
3: welder. No, I'm I am a punker. I'm
4: just kidding. I, I, I <laughs> and just I have like, no
3: boundaries. And I like that you were like,
4: if I need some fucking steps made, <laughs> I got to call a fucking carpenter. <laughs>
3: I'm a tough guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are. It's good.
4: Now, speaking of this, uh, you were prompted to... Uh, both learn and teach women self-defense what prompted that
3: yeah well uh you seem just, like someone just recognizing
4: you seem like someone need. who recognizes a need in your community and then you take it upon yourself to do something about it it's amazing I do. see yeah. see yeah no you were right ellen you were right it's amazing good job ellen uh, thank yeah how about a hand for how about ellen a hand for me <laughs> thank you thank you very no. much I don't want to. I don't want to undermine this discussion uh, with my stupid uh, fucking jokes. But uh, (laughs) hey, yeah, trying to help. Uh, Talk about this. Why? Why did you do this?
3: Okay. Well, uh, you know, I've been taking this type of martial arts. Well, it's not a mar. Well, I'll explain it if you like. But I've been taking this type of uh, self defense uh, for women since 2002, and uh, uh, I was living in Toronto and I was uh, singing for a hardcore band. And mostly what I was saying about was violence against women in self defense. And um, there was lots of violence going on in the community, like uh, many communities, you know? There's lots of violence within our punk scenes, yeah, that, uh, yeah. are, and any scene that goes unrecognized. And I, I always try to point that out and think of a, a solution that people can be supported in. And uh, Wait, so. Bec-
4: because there's an inherent frustration in being marginalized. And sometimes that manifests itself in violence, even towards each other. Is that what you meant?
3: Absolutely. But what I focus on uh, specifically is gender violence. So, so mostly what I'm seeing uh, is, um, you know, I, I've gravitated personally towards punk because the, the music is hard and fast and fun, but also because there's a platform uh, that's supposedly inherently radical and in its uh, purpose and foundation would be to counter the popular culture. It doesn't often work. But that's why I stick around because right. I, I try to work from that to create something something that I want. But even though that's there, Anti-racist, like uh, feminist, like la la la. It doesn't always look like that, right. and and sometimes it's a bit of a gaze of, of a of a of a safe space. So what we're actually seeing is a lot of women being fucked within the in within our own communities, uh, being harassed, being assaulted, and not getting any support. Right? Okay, so there you go. And so I sing about it uh, uh, in my bands. Uh, and there was a lot of violence going on. A, a guy tried to uh, assault me. He broke into my room uh, while I was sleeping. I sleep with a hammer, and I was fine. I yelled. I scared him away. I did everything I had to do, and I was fine. And then, yeah. And um, a woman got attacked who was in our community, uh, and uh, she survived, but barely, outside of a venue that we often played in, okay? So that was the last straw for me, and a... a, a opportunity came up for me to go train in Toronto to become a women's self-defense instructor so I made a promise to the punk community that I would go get trained and I would come back and teach for free and that's what I did and that that was the it was the culmination of the reality of violence against women that we all know and very specific uh, events in my community well it's amazing
4: (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, what's the practice that you use in?
3: Yeah, it's called Wendo Women's Self Defense. It's Canada's longest-running women's self-defense organization. Actually, it's been running since uh, 1972. It's based in Toronto, and uh, it's um, it's fun, easy to remember, easy to learn self-defense for all uh, women identified uh, of all abilities and all ages. So we have women who come to our courses who are like in their 90s and kick ass. We have uh, all of our. Uh, spaces well as much as possible are wheelchair accessible so we have people coming uh, to our spaces using assisted devices like crutches and wheelchairs and you know a wheelchair is a weapon so we use what we use what people have it's women know how to defend themselves right now with their bodies just the way they are without any type of martial arts experience so it's uh, your big body parts against the um, an attacker's weak spot and that's what we go on. We go on the understanding that women already know how to defend themselves. uh, And we just give them a few extra skills uh, to uh, take down an attacker uh, if they have to. And women do it all the time. And uh, so we celebrate that and just move from there. Amazing.
4: Okay, listen, uh, we are almost out of time. But I was hoping that you could actually demonstrate one move. Okay. yeah. And Um, uh, Can you take the mic with you to do it somehow? If
3: so, if you would like to hold the mic uh, for me. Alan
4: Alan can do it. (laughs) <laughs> no, well, I need. I want to kind of call the play-by-play a little. But do you need volunteers? Could you? I would like
3: to invite one woman up here to be my partner, and I'm not going to touch her, at all. Does
4: anyone I'm wish not to hurt her? Does any anyone way. wish to volunteer? Anyone? Um, Chippy, nonstop maybe, or Mara? Do you want to do it? Okay. I
3: Chippy. would like. I would love. Ch-
4: Chippy's wearing a bra.
3: I would like to say uh, that after this demo, Chippy and the rest of the people here who identify as women are welcome to come talk to me after, and we could have a private 10-minute session over there, and I could uh, teach you some really fun, easy-to-learn things that you'll never forget and you'll love if you want to. So meet me over the corner. No dudes allowed, but people who identify as women come hang, and Chippy and whoever else can come hang. Yeah. All right.
4: Mara, do you want to do it now okay
3: i'd like to say that mara okay so i teach a a two-day 15-hour course right right mara and her mom came to my course and they were incredible yeah and mara's mom is was also my grade four teacher and um mara (laughs) kept being surprised with how strong her mom was and Mara's mom kept being surprised with how strong Mara was. So oh. it was a really beautiful mother and daughter. Right? And, and, and so Mara's basically <laughs> trained to be my That's assistant. That's amazing. And, yeah.
4: and just because we are a music and art show, Mara's a musician. That's right. Mara, There's what, so much about Mara. Can we get a mic on Mara and just find out? Mara, what bands do you play in?
3: Uh, I play in Harrisetta and I play in my own band, Wonder Strands, and another band called Gramercy Riffs. Okay. Yeah. So and I played with Charlotte Cornfield this week. Which oh, is really cool. Lovely. Charlotte's
4: yeah. amazing. Is, Char- yeah. is Charlotte here? Hey, hi, Charlotte. (laughs) Okay, we're gonna do, we're gonna quickly, we're running out of time. Oddly enough, Mara is the floor director, so she's in charge of the time. (laughs) So whatever, Um, I'm do you want me to tell you to wrap it up? No, it's fine. (laughs) Okay, so. Do uh, do you
3: wanna face me? Oh yeah. Okay, so. uh, I'm gonna demo a choke release, actually. Um, So basically, I'll I'll give this to you in a second. Uh, Basically, yeah, I'll I'll teach a choke release. Um, You know, Newfoundland. Uh, has the highest rates of domestic violence in Canada. And so the, pro- the most uh, common assault on a woman who's leaving in a relationship is uh, a choke. So I'm gonna show a choke release and I would highly actually encourage uh, women, h- anyone who's comfortable with meeting me over there and then we'll, we'll, uh, I'll teach you in detail how to do a choke release. Right now I'll quickly demo and then we'll move on. So let's do that. So basically uh, we'll um, you know say Mara is my ex-partner Uh, Obviously, you could be attacked by a man or a woman, but let's say for now, it's a man. He was my husband. We were together for 15 years. (laughs) It was romantic at first, but then he was a little fucker. And one day, you know, one day I was cooking chili. Kids were, you know, playing in the room, and he, he, you know, said, oh, you burnt the chili again. You're a stupid bitch. And I said, you know what? That's the last thing. That's emotional abuse. That's not cool. I'm packing my bags. I'm gonna leave. And he said, actually, if I can't have you, no one can, and he tried to choke me. So I would encourage everyone to actually breathe during, so, during this intense conversation, to so, literally take a deep breath, and then let it go. Cool. Here's a choke release. Go ahead. Uh-huh. Mara, can you choke me as hard as you can? I'm not going to touch you. Choke me. So, this is a life-threatening situation. Um, In real life, Mare is being polite, (laughs) but the attacker would be digging their uh, thumbs down and into your windpipe. You only have a few uh, seconds before you could pass out. You wanna be quick and effective. A choke release looks like this. Are you ready? Choke for real? Choke? (laughs) And this is what I did. (laughs) This is why it works. It's my big shoulders against the attacker's little fingers, right? So it's my big shoulders against a small body part. I did not do strength against strength. I'm not trying to pull the attacker's arms off of me, right? I put my elbows together and I skyrocketed. So that was the release. And then you saw me make a fist and come down and I broke the collarbone. Uh, Raise your hand if you know anyone who's had a broken collarbone. Yeah, it's usually a lot because it's the easiest bone to break in the body. So I highly encourage, you know, and I made this personal because we're making it real, right? Usually violence against women happens by someone that you know and trust, right? So you want to mentally prepare. Okay, I absolutely have the right to break someone's collarbone even if I love them, even if they're my dad, my uncle, uh, a boss, a coworker, or a partner or ex-partner. My life is number one, and a bone heals back just fine, right? So if you're in a life-threatening situation, and I hope none of you ever are, you have the right to defend yourself. Your life is worth it, and I would like and encourage men and women to defend yourself like you would a young child, because you're worth it, and I hope you all continue uh, to support each other in the way that you do. If you've ever been hurt, please get resources that you deserve. Come talk to me. And um, thanks for picking up for each other in the way that you, I know that you all do. And continue having zero tolerance for harassment or assaults within our communities. And uh, thanks f- you so much for listening today and and creating this space. So, thank you. Thanks.
4: Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much, Renee. Where can people, is there some place people can go in St. John's to learn more about uh, you and your organizations and your how you can help?
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, them? I'm on uh, Wendo Women's Self-Defense on Facebook and www.wendo.ca, W-E-N-D-O dot okay. C a. So WEN is in women. It's like Chinese and Japanese for women. Do is in dojo, so when do. Okay. Yep. All
4: right. Thanks. All right. Uh, Another round of applause for Renee Sharp, everyone. Amazing. That's our show. Thanks to all our guests. Jim Bryson, Chippy Nonstop, Hooded Fang, Lanya Vanya, The Rocket Room, Chris Myers for recording it, Mara for doing the thing and Elling, everybody for doing the show, all of you for watching it, all of you for listening. That's the show. Good night, everyone. We'll see you next year.
1: For more information about listening to episodes or subscribing to the Creative Control Podcast, please visit vishkana.com.